Chapter forty five of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. The Rebellion. When, after Mr. Lincoln's election, the South made the North understand that her threats of disunion meant something more than tin kettle thunder, there was little spirit of compromise among the Republicans and Douglas Democrats of Minnesota who generally looked with impatience on the abject servility with which northern men in congress begged their southern masters not to leave them with no slaves to catch no peculiar institution to guard i was in favour of not only permitting the southern states to leave the union but of driving them out of it as we would drive tramps out of a drawing-room put them out and open every avenue for the escape of their slaves but from that spirit of conciliation with which the north first met secession the change was sudden the fire on sumter lit an actual flame of freedom and the people were ready then to wipe slavery from the whole face of the land when general fremont issued his famous order confiscating the slaves of rebels in arms i was in receipt of a large exchange list and i have never seen such unanimity on any subject i think there were but two papers which offered an objection but this land was not worthy to do a generous deed so president lincoln rescinded the order and the great rushing stream of popular enthusiasm was dammed turned back to flow into the dismal swamp of constitutional quibbles and statutory inventions there it lay and bred reptiles and miasmas to sting and poison the guilty inhabitants of this great land and never since have we been permitted to reach an enthusiasm in favour of any great principle for history has no record of a great act so thoroughly divested of all greatness by the meanness of the motive as our act of emancipation long after the war was in progress the old habit of yielding precedence to the south manifested itself so strongly as to sour and disgust the staunchest republicans the only two important military appointments given by mr lincoln's administration to st cloud were given to two southern democrats office-holders under buchanan and supporters of breckinridge the southern candidate for president in sixty in the autumn of sixty one i asked a farmer to take out and post bills for a meeting to send delegates to the county convention he had been an active worker in the campaign of sixty had never sought an office and i was surprised when he declined so small a service but his explanation was this if the democrats win the election the democrats will get the offices if the republicans win the election the democrats will get the offices and i don't see but we may as well let them win the election when i explained that the more false others were to a party or principle the more need there was for him to be true he took the bills and managed the meeting but running a republican ticket under a republican administration was not so easy as running the same ticket under buchanan then men had hope and enthusiasm but this was killed by a victory through which the enemy was made to triumph as governor ramsey was the first to tender troops to president lincoln for the suppression of the rebellion so the men of minnesota were among the first to organize and drill stephen miller raised a company in st cloud with it joined the first regiment at fort snelling and was appointed lieutenant-colonel we went to fort snelling to see our first regiment embark 
it was a grand sight to see the men in red shirts and white havelocks march down that rocky winding way going to their southern graves for very few of them ever returned more troops were called in and two companies formed in st cloud while they waited under marching orders they and the citizens were aroused at two o'clock one morning by the cry from the east side of the river of indians indians a boat was sent over and brought a white-lipped messenger with the news of the sioux massacre at fort ridgely End of chapter forty five